855-453. Sickle toll-free call in line. Had a little bit of a technical difficulty there. Please forgive. 855-450-3733. It's live Thursday night edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. And Luther. That's right. Ian is uh, down playing political games with the uh, <laughs> the bureaucrats downtown. It's some kind of uh, committing meeting on the Bearcat. We discussed that at length last night as a uh, armored attack vehicle that, well, I guess is going to be given for free to the city of Keene, and they're well, they're delighted to have it. We're protecting the the officers by having the uh, the Bearcat. Of course, you know, one of the thoughts that I have is uh, the protection of the Bearcat. Is, it's kind of like having a uh, gun in your, the, the, dash, uh, the, the dash compartment of your car. It's not really useful until you go get it. Right. Um, you know, so if you're in some situation where bullets are flying, and this is what the cops were constantly referencing, flying bullets, you know, why not buy Bearcats for every police officer? I mean, let's right. just Instead have... Instead of a cruiser. Right. I mean, you know, the, the concern was these Crown Vicks aren't bulletproof. Well, heck, why are we just getting one? <laughs> you know well, anyway um you know my concern isn't police having the tools that they need to do their job my concern is the militarization of the police departments across america but, the keen department's no different these cops are wearing black uniforms right heavy I, boots the the big boots uh you know some of them tuck their pants into their boots um you know the there's more tools on their belts which you know tools are good but the deployment of tasers and the use of pepper spray was supposed to be sort of this uh, thing to do instead of shooting somebody, this, uh, this thing that you know one did instead of shooting. There are far more deployments. Like I, somebody, somebody did the math, and the math is something like there are a hundred times more uses of pepper spray and tasers than there, are of, uh, than there were of, uh, of, of fatal shootings prior to the use. Right. Maybe perhaps because say shootings. Maybe perhaps because it's perceived as being non-lethal, you know, a taser and a pepper spray. That therefore it's more acceptable to just pull out and use on on instinct, I yeah. guess. And it's much more and it's it's about pain compliance in a lot of ways. Sure. Uh, you know, police officers don't have to do, you know, arm locks, which, you know, sometimes it's better to be tased than arm locked. I'm, I'm not going to say that those things aren't true. I'm concerned about the militarization of the police. So my solution to the Bearcat situation is get the Bearcat, paint it pink. Put flowers and ladybugs on it. And, you know, then – and to go along with it, shouldn't the the police uniforms be powder pink to go along with it? Then, you know, I'm not going to have as big of a dispute as I uh, would otherwise. To me, it's about the color of the vehicle. So you can give us a call at 855-450-3733 if you believe I'm besmirching the good name of our law enforcement officers across America by suggesting that they wear a different color. I think that um, I think that the color of the uniforms and the uh, the style of the helmets, the helmets look like they look for all the world like the 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 helmets that World War II Germany wore. Yeah, they do. Like they're they're it's some kind of psyop. Right, it's that shape. It's kind of round where it, and it covers the ears and yep. it's a little higher over the brow and then it kind of flares out on the back. I, I I think the same thing when I look at them. And and I, you know, to me this what this is is this is an intimidation technique. We are here. Sure. We are in control. We are the we are the masters. You are the servants. And if, you know that's supposed to be the opposite. Yeah. It it, it it's the same with uh. Uh, state troopers, where how they wear their hats, you know, pushed forward, yes. so to such an extreme extent, you know, 
that it almost looks like they're furrowing their head, their entire head, not just their brow. With their um, <laughs> with their close cropped haircuts on the back, you know, mm-hmm. you can see their 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 skull, not their skull, but their you know their their scalp. And and then the, the sunglasses and the whole thing. I mean, it's intended to right. create an uh, an air of intimidation. How they posture as well. Uh, they have very aggressive body language, uh, which you might notice. Um, you know, they they puff their chest out quite a bit. You know, they their hands might be clenched more often than not. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think that I'm, I'm, I'm just concerned that anybody who wants to create that atmosphere, what are they? You know, what's their attitude like? How do they um, – what are they thinking if what they're trying to do is create this level of intimidation? It's – I mean, you know, a person who's trying to intimidate is, you know, to me going to be – act in a more aggressive fashion. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be the uh, the servant that uh, they, they claim to be. And that – all of, all of that. It's all of it together. I'm not talking about armored vehicles uh, for the police. It's all of it together that disturbs me. And I was sitting, I went to the uh, the event, and I sat in there, and I listened to you know, some things they said, and no doubt it's compelling. In this particular case, there's been a lot of skullduggery, though. There's been a lot of lying mm-hmm. on the, the part of the, uh, the Linco, the company that produces these things, and on the part of the um, you know, people that work in the government. Um, the... the Lawyers for the city of Keene have said that, uh, well, we can't show the promotional video that was on the front page of Linco's website because of intellectual property issues. Hmm. The front page of Linco's website, you can't show that, you can't show pictures from, and then the city councilors said, I haven't seen the video, I do not need to see the video. I mean, two city councilors that Ian talked to don't want to see the video. Wow. The, it, it, the it, people that are supposed to represent the interest of the public will not watch a video intended for the public. That type of willful ignorance uh, is not becoming of a civil servant, I, I feel. Especially that's, one who- Well, that's, that's the elected politician. The civil servant is the lawyer who then claimed it was an intellectual property issue. <laughs> so a, a, a video on the front page of a public website is an intellectual <laughs> property issue. Insane. Lynn Linko pulls the video off because they don't want anybody to see that. They don't want the, the, the counselors to see this video. So they play along in this. This is not the actions of people that are acting above board, people that want to protect other fe- folks. This is the action of thieves and liars. Right. They just want to be able to sneak this in, you know, make a buck, make a quick buck uh, and not have people say Jack about it. Yeah, and Linco's got a Facebook page, and it's open for comment. I would recommend uh, you know folks go there and check out their Facebook page. Uh, L E N C O. They're in Massachusetts. I uh, can't remember the name of the town specifically, but uh, they are in Massachusetts. So it's uh, Linco. So that was what my. That's what I did today. I'm sure Ian will have exhaustive things to say about it once we get back. But um, I was confronted by a video and yet another situation where. A motorist in diabetic shock gets kicked to sleep by the police. Wow. So I know that diabetic shock is it's difficult for people who are not doctors to diagnose this. Um, you know, they're kind of they kind of sit there and uh, woggle around a little bit. They look for all the world like somebody's had way too many drugs. Their their eyes aren't shut. They're not rolling back in their head. They're not doing a grand mal seizure kind of thing. They're just unresponsive, lethargic, and, and stuff like that. So I, 
can see why police make this mistake, but how many diabetics do we have to kick to sleep before they start training police in recognizing this? Sure. So you watched the video with me. Um, I saw it from freedomsphoenix.com. It is uh, linked to there from the Las Vegas Review Journal. It says here Adam Green is on his stomach as a pack of police officers pile on him, driving their knees into his back and wrenching his arms and legs. One officer kneels, uh, knees him in the ribs, and another kicks him in the face. Yeah, by that they mean multiple times. You saw the video. Yeah. I've never seen a man on the, on the ground, prone, on his face, kicked so many times. Uh, I have. <laughs> by, by a gang of skinheads. Okay. I mean, you know, I... So this, I mean, you know, there's seven or eight officers, one guy in, you know, a late model Accord in racing beige. I mean, you know, this is this is not what you would call, you know, a dangerous situation. You know, some mm-hmm. guy who looks like, you know, he's in his 40s. He's in, you know, just your ordinary car. I mean, just if the cop comes up on him. He's got the gun pointed directly at him through the, the door. He's kicking on the car door. Just, it's crazy. It looks like such an overuse of force. 855-450-3733. You can give us a call, comment if you'd like. 855-450-FREE. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. Eight fifty five four fifty three. That's the SACL toll free call in line eight five five four five zero three seven three three. The live Thursday night edition of Free Talk Live. Mark with you and Luther. You can give us a call. Talk about anything you want to talk about. At Free Talk Live, we've got lots of different ways to listen. Um, and not only are we on more than a hundred great radio stations across the country and XM, and uh, free-to-air satellite. But we've got the, the listen lines where you can call in anywhere and uh, from anywhere, well, anywhere you want. Uh, I mean, long-distance fees do apply. We've got the webcam at cam.freetalklive.com and uh, live streams right there. You can, when you go to cam.freetalklive.com, it's, it's streaming, but there's also all different types of uh, live stream options. I believe Ian has set up three different options. There's like a, a low-quality, mid-quality, and high-quality stream, depending on what's right for you. You. So, what what other show does that? Right. Um, I mean, the customer service here at Free Talk Live, it's a high level of customer service. <laughs> we it, And, you know, worth every penny you pay for it. Right. And how many people really require the low-quality stream? You know, not that many, but we'll, we still cater to them. I mean, that's for people with dial-up internet. It's people with dial-up internet and people who might be listening, say, through smartphones oh, okay. that um, maybe on 3G or something like that. But, you know... I mean, you know what it's like not to be in the urban areas. Everybody wants to serve the urban areas because that's where the population is. Right. You know, we try to serve them all. Free Talk Live, well, we've grown a show by broadcasting to cornfields. So you can give us a call at 855-450-3733. We're – this video, uh, Luther, you watched it with me. and. 
it's a shocking video. It's a video of a cop comes up to a, um, you know, what looks like a early, late 90s, maybe uh, early aughts uh, accord. Tries to kick, I don't know, it kicks the door. Um, you can't kick the door in on a car. Right. Um, that I'm, was kind of, I laughed out loud when I saw that. I wasn't sure what he was strange doing. Strange kind of uh, behavior. But he, I mean, you know, the, the kicking wasn't really the big deal when you've got what, you know, an automatic, uh, semi automatic handgun pointed at your head. But this guy was basically unresponsive in the car. He wasn't really doing anything. Uh, the, the police officer gets his buddy to come while he still holds the weapon on uh, on the man. The other guy holsters his weapon, uh, you know, grabs the guy, pulls him out. Two, two, two officers pull him out. They put him to the ground. They go, stop resisting, stop resisting. I mean, the guy put his hands down when he was put on the pavement. But what you have to understand with these di- with diabetic shock, that's what the guy was, was going through, is, you know, they, they don't act. Cops need to be trained in what this is. Mm-hmm. They don't act in, uh, you know, they're not doing a grand mal seizure or anything like that. They're, they're unresponsive. They're lethargic. You know, that's what a diabetic um, shock is. And they proceeded to kick this man to sleep. I mean, just threw kicks over and over to his head, mm-hmm. knees to his side, several... Right. Pl- I mean... A- after the first five or so cops had him down on the ground, you see one come out from, the, come from c- the right side of the video and just start kicking, you yep, know? Just to help out. Yep. So Adam uh, Green was on his stomach as a pack of officers pile on him, driving their knees into his back, wrenching his arms and legs. Forgot to mention that part. It's got to be very painful to have your arm pulled up in that position. Mm-hmm. One other officer, um, uh, one officer knees him in the ribs. Actually, I saw two kneeing. Um, another kicks him in the face. Stop resisting! Officers uh, yell in, uh, on the video yell, but Green, his face pushed to the pavement, hasn't resisted. He doesn't even move. He can't move because he's gone into diabetic shock because of low blood sugar. The video, recorded more than a year ago by police car dash cameras, was released Tuesday by Green's lawyers. The same night, the Henderson City Council approved a settlement of $158,000 for Green, and his wife received an additional $100,000 from Henderson, which is under the minimum amount uh, that it requires. So here we are, our tax-feeding servants, Mm -hmm. costing an additional half a million dollars. Right. Excuse me, quarter of a million dollars for getting all hyped up on adrenaline. I got me, I got me a resistor, boys. I got me a resistor. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you, you hear them get back in the car and start laughing about it afterwards. That you know? was and that was really disturbing. And one of the cops says, "I could have taken him by myself." Yeah, well, they they figured out he was in diabetic shock. You didn't get to see that part because we were uh, short on time. But they did mention, um, "Oh, we found some insulin." And they figured out after they had put this man into a, Jesus. you know, kicked him unconscious, uh, semi-conscious is the term they used, kicked him unconscious that they had beaten up a guy who was in diabetic shock. Wow. And then they laughed about it. Wow. And I... There's a word for that type of person. Sociopath. You know, you've got to be detached to do this job, but then the job causes you to be detached and you end up... Like, I understand when dealing with criminals what it must be like. However, when dealing with the public, if this is how you act, I, I just don't know. I mean, does this position of police officer as it exists today create in people this sociopathic behavior? Uh, I would argue that it does. I mean, I've heard of cops off duty in a bar drawing their gun and yelling, I can do whatever the bleep I want. I'm a cop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not only <laughs> when it comes to, to acts of violence, often they can. 
Sure. Now, now, you know, there's there's other acts that if a, a police officer uh, perpetrates that, well, you know, they'll they'll go after them, uh, no doubt. But when it comes to acts of violence, it's like, well, you know, we have to err on the side of uh, forgiveness when it comes to these people we've given this monopoly privilege on the use of violence to. And, you know, I guess I can understand why people choose to do that. But, you know, how many stories do we need to hear? How many uh, people going into diabetic shock need to have their teeth kicked out of their mouth? Right. This is they didn't. The city of Henderson didn't give this guy a quarter of a million dollars because they were right. This wasn't a settlement. Towns don't settle. It doesn't work that way when it, mm. when you're when you know when suits are made against towns they don't have to worry about many of the big businesses they'll settle because they have they don't want to pay the lawyers for the trouble but the towns they're just using your tax dollars they don't have to worry right, it about it matter. all right 855-450-3733 let's go to uh, apparently Christopher Walkins calling in Christopher you're on free talk hello? live hello my name it's Christopher Watkins. <laughs> I'm from Hollywood. Hollywood, is it? I thought I'd you were like from Brooklyn. To make maybe an unconventional endorsement of Ron Paul. Really? I think he's a pretty great guy. What is it you also, like best about Ron Paul? Christopher Walken. Well, I like that if I were to give him a watch, I believe he could get it to my friend's. Son. <laughs> is that some reference I don't get? It's to Pulp Fiction, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you know, my friend Jerry Seinfeld is here. He'd like to say hello. It sounds like the same uh, guy. Jerry, Go ahead. Jerry, yes, no. Jerry apparently does a very good impression of me. That's right. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Jerry Seinfeld doing an impression of Christopher Walken? Oh, no, he's left. Um, <laughs> apparently, a postman was running after him. I'm not sure why. Was it a fat postman? It was, but which ones aren't? They are federal workers, after all. Christopher, thank you for calling in on the show tonight. Thank you. Have a wonderful night. <laughs> same, same to you. Best prank call in a long time. Yeah, 855-450-3733. All kinds of stars call in on Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the porcupine realtor do you want a home with 20 acres a lakeside cabin any takers for renters buyers and sellers too mark warden is the guy for you porcupinerealtor.com Eight fifty five four fifty free. That's the SACL toll free call in line. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's Mark with you and Luther. It's a live Thursday edition of Free Talk Live. You can call in, share what's on your mind. Do you not have enough time to read books anymore? Audiobooks are a great way to get in that uh, reading that you want to do without carving out time in your day to sit down and read a book. 
Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment. They've got every book over there that you can imagine. Well, I guess that's an exaggeration. There's certainly books they don't have, but they've got more than 100,000 titles, much more than 100,000 titles at uh, audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's how you go get a free one. And, uh, you know, you can sign up for their service that way. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Get a free audio book. It's a gift from them to you via Free Talk Live. I just uh, searched. We were talking about uh, police. I just searched police in there and got uh, 1984, the new classic edition by George Orwell is the <laughs> second result. You can, uh, you know, it's probably something that everybody should read every Five or ten years, 1984. Right. It's one of those iconic books. 855-450-3733. You can get it completely free from audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Let's go to the phones and to the fun. It's uh, Crichton calling from Louisville. Crichton, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? How are you guys tonight? All's well. I wanted to – I was called in because I heard you talking about a sociopathy in police department. And I, I generally agree that that it that uh, the environment that people work in tends to encourage that within people is like a, everyone has it to some degree. But the question I have for you guys to think about is: What if we don't have some place for sociopaths, the true sociopaths, to work? Like traditionally, um, those kind of people entered the military and they stayed there. That was they were the career types that you depended on to do the harm when the harm was required. Um, now that's not really good for to have police departments do that, but what, we don't also don't we don't want them in our modern military either because the modern military is used because the modern military is used as a police department. Yeah, well, it, for other people, and we don't want that either. Right. Right? So we we have a quandary here as libertarians. We we or voluntarists of that, that uh, philosophical nature, that's the one problem that I have that I've never been able to really address, is that sociopathy, root, real sociopathy, there's a certain percentage of the population that is a sociopath. And we don't have, that I can tell, a solution for that problem. Um, well, now, granted, one of my you know, concerns here, uh, Crichton, is that A... Um that emotional detachment breeds emotional detachment. I mean, and you you recognize this in the first part of your statement, but I want to reiterate it. I think it's very important, is that I'm not claiming that police are all sociopaths by any stretch. I'm claiming in this instance um, that, uh, you know, that the, the situations they have to deal with require a certain level of emotional detachment, and that emotional detachment has consequences. Um However, when we're talking about what to do with sociopaths in society, sociopaths are, A, very adaptable organisms. They're going to do what it takes to get by because they're going to do what it takes to get by. That's what the that, that's really what a sociopath is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone who does not consider uh, the ethics of their actions to achieve their end. That's certainly true. And, and uh, so, therefore, but, they'll they'll do whatever it takes if 
that the actions are ethical. They will do the ethical actions in order to get what they want because for them, the, the, the ends, the, 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 excuse me, yeah, the ends truly justify the means. They don't care about the means. The means mean nothing to them. It's all about the ends, so therefore they'll operate as they have to operate. Uh, secondarily, I don't think that there wouldn't be a professional military organization or many in whatever uh, you know world that has more freedom in it. I, I think that, you know, I mean, there are still going to be people around uh, once you achieve some level of freedom that want to subjugate you. And so therefore, that's what a, the purpose of some kind of militarized organization would be. So, you know, I mean, if, if you believe that those people are drawn to those organizations, I don't think those organizations would not exist. I can accept that. Any other thoughts? No, thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> Thanks, Crichton. Appreciate your call. 855-450-3733. You know, I mean, I the the speculation on what a free world would be like is is always very interesting to uh to pl- to play the game, but you know, I, we, military organizations, paramilitary organizations, protection organizations, these things are going to going to exist anywhere because there are always going to be people with different kinds of goals and you know, people have shown humans have shown that they're willing to use violence to get to meet their goals. So you're going to need to use violence and to some extent or another to prevent people who are trying to reach evil goals. So we were talking about these uh, officers out in uh, near Vegas, Henderson, that uh, just beat unconscious and kicked unconscious a, a man who was in diabetic shock and talking about how police often don't receive any kind of and as far as i know the this family got a quarter of a million dollars for this incident but right they got it from the city yeah but the police you know what what has happened to them have they been put in the stocks and had rotten fruit thrown at them have they been beaten up themselves have they i mean did the police officers have to pay these fines Uh, none of these that i know of they probably just went to work like they always do and like I said, when it comes to, to acts of violence, often police officers are given a pass because they work in a violent job. But from rawstory.com, authorities in Tennessee are accused of a cover-up after marijuana was found at the house of a state official. Tennessee police reportedly found marijuana in plain view when they entered the home of Alcohol Beverage Commission Director Danielle Elks to check for intruders. The commission is in charge of eradicating marijuana in the state in addition to regulating alcohol sales. Has anybody po- caught what I've just said here? The director of the organization, at least one of the organizations that is tasked with the eradication of marijuana in the state had marijuana in plain view in her home when the police came to check. I'm drowning in the irony. Yes. An unnamed ABC employee came forward to tell WSMV that it was unfair Elks had not been investigated. I grant you that the, that uh, had happened to any of us ABC employees that we'd have been made an example of. ABC like the liquor stores? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. No, no, ABC, like, uh, this is the Alcohol Beverage uh, Commission, excuse me. Right. So this is... um, I believe they run the liquor stores in in Tennessee. I couldn't say. There are ABC liquor stores. There is a liquor company, store company, that uh, is called ABC also. So I'm not going to go out on that. Right. I remember there was one in Florida, and they made really cheap stuff. But anyway. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I, I wouldn't be able to say. So this is an Alcohol Beverage Commission employee said that um, had this been 
anybody else they would have been made an example of. But since it was director, it wasn't them. We would have been put in headlines, the newspaper, and news everywhere else. Do you think this was a cover-up, said uh, asked the uh, WSMV's uh, reporter here, Jeremy Finley? Sure appears that way. It stayed mighty quiet for a long period of time. A Tennessee Highway Patrol trooper and two Dixon County deputies had gone to Elk's home on the night of October the 12th to inform her that her husband, Joel Taz DiRigiorno, a keyboardist with the uh, Charlie Daniels band, had been killed in a car crash. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. The officers entered the home after they discovered that the back door was open. What? (laughs) The police summaries obtained by uh, WSMV show that officers saw what they suspected to be marijuana on a table, describing it as a green leafy substance. She was just chopping up her oregano on the, the, you know, on the coffee table. It's a big deal. Yeah, that's where I cut cut up my... Oregano. Absolutely. I mean, you're watching, you want to watch TV in the living room and you got (laughs) to chop up the oregano, dry it out. (laughs) <laughs> they allegedly found rolling papers so this is circumstantial at best the governor's marijuana eradication and a governor's marijuana eradication task force sticker right there <laughs> this lady loves the irony 855 855- Four five zero three seven three three. Sorry to hear it about her husband. Eight five five four five zero free. What do you think about this? Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Eight fifty five four fifty three. That's the SACL toll free call in line. You can give us a call. Talk about whatever's on your mind. If you want to talk about this uh, alcohol beverage commission director Danielle Elks. Got uh, well, not busted for uh, by, for having marijuana on her uh, coffee table. You can call and talk about that eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's Mark with you and Luther. If you're looking at get, procuring some precious metals, whether it's uh, as a hedge against inflation, investment, barter currency, to me it seems like they're poised to move upward again. Had a little bumpy road here in. Uh, 2011, but, uh, you know, lots of experts predicting it goes up. I don't know, um, but to me, I've got plenty, and, uh, you know, if you want to get some, it's gold.freetalklive.com. We make it easy for you to uh, price comparison there at gold.freetalklive.com. We're hooked up with Midas Resources, one of the largest purveyors of gold in America, and uh, you can be sure you'll be treated well. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones and to the fun. Let's go to Ed in Washington. Ed, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Oh, a lot of things. Actually, uh, uh, real quick, uh, the first thing was that uh, that incident where the cops mistreated the diabetic. Yeah. At the initial uh, scene, it shows the cop going up to the car and kicking at the window. Yes. With his foot. Yes. With his gun drawn. And I thought, you know, that's a... Uh, 
that right there just sets up everything to be violent. Yeah. I mean, his approach, the whole approach was, uh, you know, one of violence. That's that the whole scene. Everything that followed after that was just, you know, uh, unacceptable. Yeah, it looked like you know, this guy I, was had uh, sort of passed out in the middle of the road. I mean, his car seems to be in like right in the middle of the road, and maybe the cop thought that he was, uh, you know, some kind of drug addict or whatever. So he goes up there, you know, just no, 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 no. That's 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 a whole lot of presumption. You, it's just a lot of presumption. He sure, thinks he's a drug addict, but you know, wait a minute, the guy maybe just passed out. Maybe this yep. was, maybe he had a heart attack. Maybe he had a heart attack. Um, you know, that just that that's no justification for a cop to go up draw his gun, and start kicking at the guy's window. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's... It's an extraordinarily aggressive posture. Uh, if if odd-looking, mm-hmm. if you uh, go to this video, <clears throat> they've got it at freedomsphoenix.com. It's from Las Vegas Review Journal. If you want to go see this video, uh, this officer is clearly hyped up and ready for action. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the second thing. Now, I mean, that was the first thing. The second thing is, you were guys, you were talking about a place for, for the sociopaths to kind of vent themselves, and one of the items was that they needed to be in the military. And I would, I would, I would very, very seriously contest that. I was in the U.S. Navy for 30 years, and I want to tell you that I'm in no way, manner, fashion, shape, or form any kind of sociopath. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I loved the job I was doing, and I stayed there for the time because it was fun, and it paid good. Not very good, but it paid good. Good. I mean, you know, I got 30 days, uh, you know, three squares a day, some place to sleep, and a house over my head. You know, depending upon where I was at, if I was a ship at sea, it was like pitching and rolling all the time. But, you know. Um, you get used to it. So the, the, the whole thought about the places for sociopaths, I met a few of them in my life, and then there's very, very few. It just seems that they gravitate toward positions of power. Yeah. You understand? Sure. In, sure. The, in the military, you're not in a position of power. You're always taking orders from somebody who happens to be a civilian. Yeah. Now, I, I'll give you that there are people who are in positions of power in the military who just let it all go to their head, but they're very, very few. And most of the people that I have worked with were, you know, they were human. Yep. Now, I don't know about the police. Uh, I did a stint in the security police department for about a year when I was stationed at the, the Naval Air, uh, at the, uh, at a Naval station, Whidbey Island. Mm-hmm. And, I didn't experience that kind of thinking either. So I'm going to think that there's probably whoever's doing the hiring for the police departments probably is not looking at the kind of people that they're hiring, or if they are, they're looking to make sure they get the kind of people that they want. Yeah. Okay? I absolutely agree that the hiring process is probably the most pivotal when it comes to police department. And different departments handle this differently. Um, here right. in Keene, they have a very long interview process. They look for people with degrees and that kind of thing. Other departments, they want people with low IQs. I mean, literally, they want they they will d- exclude people with IQs that are too high. So right. it really depends. Yes, uh, as a matter of fact, there was an, there's an article about that. If you, I think if you do if you do a a search for a uh, cop doesn't get hired because the IQ is too high, you'll find that particular item. Actually, yeah, several of them. But there, there is uh, the one case that became really big, but uh, there's you know several uh, people complain about the, the same same thing. Ed, the the caller mentioned that uh, the military is where um, where sociopaths go to reside. I, uh, I gave I gave him to him as a given when I said that I think that military organizations will still exist, so therefore he wouldn't have to be um, concerned with that. But what, let me let me ask you about, uh, say, snipers and that kind of thing. In the Navy, you probably weren't a Navy sniper. I don't know that one exists but uh, (laughs) the i don't think i could have been either because it's just not my it's not my uh you know i was raised 
to to respect all life. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I, what would you? I mean, you know, to to be able to do that job. It would it would take a high level of detachment from what one does. I mean, one has to spot out and and you know keep an eye on the person one's going to shoot. They have to then make sure that they've you know blown their head into little bitty uh, pink chunks after they're done. I mean it it's a it's a job where you've got to have a, a strong stomach and not really think about the repercussions of your actions. I would think. I I don't know. Um, I've tried to put myself into that mentality of being. Mm. Someone who would just, you know, you know, as you say, detached, detachedly, <laughs> if there's such a word, uh, taking the life of another person. And I could never see myself doing that. Never. It's just, if the person hasn't done anything to me personally, has not caused my life to become a living misery, I would look at it as, you know, you, that kind of a person has got some serious problems. And sure. what happens when when what happens when they get released and back into the civilian population? You, you know what are you dealing with then? I don't know. Usually post traumatic stress. I you know I can't remember. But remember the DC sniper? Didn't he have some kind of uh, military training or something? I can't yes, remember. He was in the army. Yeah. Okay. Ed, thanks for the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can call in and give your your opinion on this, Luther. You know, I mean, uh, we didn't really discuss whether or not we thought that uh, sociopathy was uh, was something that that might be prevalent in the military. But what Ed says is, you know, largely true. Mostly in the military, you're fixing helicopters or you right. know, working on ships, and you're doing what you're told, and uh, you know, tr- mostly trying to avoid work, it seems. But uh, there's certainly some dedicated uh, military individuals out there. I've, I've heard from a lot of people that they spent most of their military career avoiding work, not doing it. Sure, sure. And I've heard that quite a bit as well. Uh, I'd like to raise a question. Does being a sociopath necessarily mean that you're prone to violence? Uh, I don't think it does. Yeah, isn't the definition just that you you believe that your actions or even potential actions are not necessarily unethical? Or even if they are, you just don't care? Right. Ethics is is not something uh, that That you you, take into account. Right. Um, Like, it's just not not, not a concern of yours, is my understanding of what uh, sociopathy is. Um, I'm I'm sure Wikipedia has a, um, uh, you know, Wikipedia does not not claim that there is a, uh, uh, you know, is a sociopathy. They've called it antisocial personality disorder. Hmm. Uh, It's described as is a uh, pervasive pattern of disregard and violation of the rights of others that begins in childhood or early adolescence and continues into adulthood. Hmm. So this is more of I th- think the the violent sociopathy as opposed to you know what right, we would right. call sociopathy. I mean, yeah. And so in that case, you could uh, the original caller asked where could we find a place for sociopaths, and well, you could just make a middle management paper pushers. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, if you're you know, you're not. If your concern is the ends justify, uh, if your thought is that the ends justify the means every time, no matter what the the means are, that uh, they're justified by the ends, and that to me has always been sort of what sociopathy is. Then, well, you know, lots of if if you work in a moral system, then the means uh, will be moral. So therefore, the ends. It wouldn't matter what the, the 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 ends are because you'll be doing moral means. I think that in a system that's more moral, that does not create a place for people that lack the sort of found, uh, fundamental uh, morality. And I believe, by the way, that I'm on the cusp of this. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm one of those people that you know, given the orders, 
under believing those orders to be just, I can do it. Um, I I just think that I would be one of those folks. But you know, I learned something. You know, here's a system that's in place. Libertarianism is a moral code. Once I learned that moral code, this is easy to apply. I've got it. I'll apply this for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, but other people get the moral code of I follow orders. And when you've got the moral code of I follow orders, you'll do anything. 855-450-3733. It's a dangerous mindset to be in. You know, I mean, it's the one that the Nazis used at Nuremberg. I know, I know, I brought up the Nazis. But, you know, it's true. They were just following orders. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Fallen Angel Toys is a tasteful company for adult desires and fetish fantasy. Thousands of items. Vibrators, literature, blindfolds, lubes, and more. Great for bachelorette parties or serious lifestylers. We're a family-owned business with new specials every week. Discreet packaging and shipping and safe, secure checkout through PayPal. Use code FDL at checkout for 25% off your first time. No minimum purchase required. That's FallenAngelToys.com. Talk Live 855 453. That's the SACL toll free call in line 855 450 3 You can give us a call, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's uh, the live Thursday night edition with Mark and JJ. Hey, we've switched up. I've kicked Luther out of the uh, second chair, and JJ is here to uh, to help me out. Ian, yep, still don't know. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Call in, talk about whatever you want. Free Talk Live makes archives available to you, unlike every other show out there. Practically, I, I should say commercial radio programs, because I don't know of another commercial radio program that makes available to you its archives for free. I don't know any of them where you can get free podcasts. I mean, you may be partial, but uh, not the whole thing. But we've got podcasts going back to 2006, five years for you, at uh, archives.freetalklive.com, completely free. It's archives.freetalklive.com. Download them, do what you wish, listen to them on the way to work, doing your gardening, exercising, whatever is good for you. Some some folks have jobs where they can, JJ, just sit around and, and I shouldn't say sit around. They're doing work where their ears are not occupied. Certainly. <laughs> they can uh, listen and I've met I've met folks, you know, programmers and things like that that somehow seem to work better with talking going on. Well, I, I certainly, I, I do a lot of writing and various sort of Work on the computer, mm-hmm. editing video with uh, music playing in the background. You know, music I think is one thing, but you know, I think it takes, takes a special kind of brain to uh, to have to to have to hear the talking. I've heard folks say this that the, the talking is what works for them, and they don't actually sort of hear it; they just internalize it. Whether because I cannot compose no, I... an email while some talk radio jock is uh, off in my head. Well, yeah, I hear you. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Let's go to Mike in Hawaii. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hello? Hello. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you guys doing? All's well. What's on your mind? Oh, uh, I was listening to you guys talk about uh, the possibility, you know, that um, you know people in the military might, like sociopaths, might be attracted to, uh, to, to the military. Mm-hmm. Um, I served uh, five years in the Marines. Um, and I remember going through basic training. They would play these videos 
they'd call them moto video, moto vid, you know, motivational videos. Uh-huh. Uh, what they were is they were sequences of, uh, you know, snipers using 50 cows to blow up people's heads. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's, you know, it's got like this kind of hard rock music going. And, yeah. Uh, you've, got, you've got a room full of 300 young recruits, 18, most of them, and they're cheering, you know. Um, Boom. I remember, I remember, yeah, yeah I remember the first, I remember the first time I saw that, just being kind of astounded. I mean, I knew I joined the Marines, and, you know, our job was going to be, of course, to kill people. Use service <laughs> our nation. Yeah, to kill people, but I never saw it as something that you would cheer about. Um, I don't know if there were uh, sociopaths, per se, but it, it's definitely there's a desensitizing process that they do encourage. So, Mike, uh, was this some kind of infantry training, or was this the training that uh, cooks, bottle washers, mechanics, uh, mail deliverers, well, and desk jockeys got, too? Yeah, this was this was basic training. This is every Marine. Um, you wow. know, I, I wasn't in infantry. I, was a, I, I actually signed in to be a, a linguist, so my orders were to learn Arabic. Uh, Look, there's, there, there went that guy's tongue. I'm a linguist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> what do they call these videos again? The they they call them moto moto vids. Moto vids. Uh, and, and we watched them. Yeah, I guess that's motivational. Uh, they would play them. You know, it was actually a reward. Like instead of training, you know, getting you know doing push ups and practice <laughs> whatever. You know, they would uh, go, like, "Hey, we're gonna let you guys watch a little moto vid," and everyone's like, "Yay!" And it probably beats watch. doing the the physical uh, exercise. Yeah, <laughs> I can see yeah, why yeah, people I mean, were cheering. Yeah, and they, you actually get to talk. You know, that's kind of nice. I mean, so, usually you just have to uh, How long were these videos? Oh, it would depend. You know, I mean, usually three, four, five minutes. Uh, so five minutes of uh, you know popular rock songs. Put uh, you know the, the 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 pictures of people's heads detonating to popular rock songs. Is that the idea? Yeah, and I mean it was incredibly it was incredibly graphic. Uh, I, I I couldn't believe it. I was like, why are we watching this? I mean, I don't know. But, <laughs> So you're saying that that people around you might have uh, found it to be very exciting and enthralling as to the uh, the content and how they how they react with it. You think that a lot of individuals really got off on that? Yeah, yeah, but you know, there's a little bit of crowd think going on there. I mean, everybody's cheering, so most people did. I remember just sitting there being horrified. Uh, and I actually, <laughs> I I remember uh, that that night. You know, you you have like your ten minutes of things to do on your own before you go to sleep. And I remember, like, trying to seek out other people, like, hey, what did you think about that, you know? And I remember I had a, a platoon of, I think, 85 people, and I found, like, two other guys that were like, yeah, that was really, you know, screwed up. So, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's but, not much different with Army basic training. You, you do, there were some video parts that I remember watching, and, uh, and a lot of it, though, I think, for me, I don't know exactly when you were in. I was in uh, basic during um, uh, 96, and... Yeah. And it was just sort of like we we had some videos and, and we really enjoyed the time of video because it was like 100 degrees outside and, you know, complete humidity. It was and you were probably going to do something that sweat. So yes. getting inside and watching a video was huge. It was like, wow, this is not the normal uh, run of the mill. Um, just do push-ups, sit-ups. Well, yeah, it's like uh, school. I mean, everybody wanted to watch a video. Of course, it wasn't a video of uh, people's heads detonating, but, you know, I mean, I think if you asked if you asked the average young male, would you rather do some distasteful task, whether that is uh, algebra or push-ups in the sun or watch people's uh, heads explode to uh, rock and roll music, I think they probably would choose the uh, the videos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I, I, got, I was in... Uh... 
I was in from 2006 to 2011. I actually got out, you know, seven, eight months ago. Um, so this was, a lot, a lot of the mentality was probably still the, let's go kill Paris because they attacked us. You know, um, there was probably a lot of that, I guess, sort of patriotic, violent fervor, but... Uh, now, Mike, you know, in 2006, they had a very difficult time recruiting for the Army, specifically. I mean, Air Force and Marines has always done reasonably well. Um, have you – did you – but then on into the, uh, the the Great Recession, I guess is what we're, we're calling this, um, then the recruiting went up for the for the Army. Did you notice anything in the Marines change over those time frames? Well, we had, we had the uh, – I don't know what they – I guess it was the surge or whatever where they decided they needed 20,000, 30,000 new – uh, new Marines, because, you know, they declared or victory Afghanistan. in Afghanistan and Iraq, but really it, they hadn't won. So okay. they needed, they, they'd given it to the Army, and the Army had lost control, so they needed more Marines so they could fight, you know, a war in two places. Um, so, so, yeah, there was... Did you go to either one of those locations? What's up? Did you go to either one of those locations? No, no, like I said, I was a, I, I went to be a linguist, and when I got to... Um, Monterey for school, they changed my orders to Indonesian. So I spent my time in the Marines uh, going all over Southeast Asia. So Keeping Burma safe. Do I think Burma is safe? Keeping Burma safe. I'm just, you know. Oh, yeah, keeping Burma safe. Yeah. <laughs> I, was there off, I was there off the coast of Burma when they had that tsunami, um, and it was right after their military coup. So they wouldn't let us in. They were afraid. They were afraid that we would come in under the guise of giving them water and medical supplies, and we would just be like, ah, suddenly we're going to take over the country. But, I, you know, the, the Burmese government has one of the most repressive regimes in the world. I, you know, I, I would have a, I'd be hard-pressed to feel terrible about that having happened. The, um, now, did you notice any difference uh, between the recruits in 2006, 2011? Um, well, a lot of people, being in the, being in the uh, sort of the, I guess, the intel field, most people that I knew, were, um, well, you know how they test for you to get in the military. The people who end up in my job field are usually the people who do uh, fairly well, and they were much less inclined to be the sort of pro-violence type. Mm-hmm. So uh, once I got out of basic, I didn't really see that ever again. Um, it was but, just uh, you know, the, the, the shocking to see that. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it, Mike. 855 Three seven three three. Give us a call. Talk about what you want to talk about. I think one thing to note um, is that when I went through basic in '96, there wasn't this terrorist enemy. We didn't. They didn't have anyone to, to really point us at. They, <laughs> they were talking about commies still, and still it was talking just, about commies. Huh? Yeah, I was just like, well, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, '96, uh, Bosnia, the yeah, conflict there, something like that. Yeah. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Call in. Talk what you want to talk about. Americans are losing their wealth. People are rioting in the streets. For years, the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty. The book in plain sight, The Disregarded Truth, not only reveals the truth and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty, but also identifies and explains how we, the American people, can restart what was once a free America. It's time to wake up, protect our liberty, and return the government back to its proper role. It's time to know the truth. Order in plain sight. The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com.
855-450-3733. You're listening to the live Thursday night edition of Free Talk Live. Mark. JJ, and say it JJ. Again. Sorry, I pushed the wrong button. No worries. I, uh, it's different button pushing here. <laughs> what can I tell you? If you want a professional talk show host, you're going to have to pay for one. 855-450-3733. If you've ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive, Jurisdictionary.com is a course for you. It's a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. You need to know how to make motions, uh, how to get evidence, how to object, how to do all of these things and when to do them or you're going to lose. You can't just go in there like, uh, you know, what is it? Mr. Smith goes to Washington and uh, have your piece said and, and expect to have Yeah, you, you can't just go in there and talk like a reasonable person and expect to, to win anything because they have their own language. Yeah, they won't let you. Um, anyway, it works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters or state and federal courts. Costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the course is so easy, the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. It's four CDs, and uh, you can listen to them. It's probably a good idea to listen to them a couple of times over. There's lots of uh, additional material to to go more in-depth with. But this is well worth your legislative money, or your, your, excuse me, your, your, uh, your legal money, uh, because, well, you know, this really can make the difference between winning, winning and losing in court. And you can get all kinds of free tools they have for you at uh, Jurisdictionary.com. If you need the course quickly, you get instant access online. Uh, They'll send you the 4CD package in the mail, but you can get instant access online at Jurisdictionary.com. When you buy the course, be sure to use the pull-down menu when you check out. Let them know that you heard about it on Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com. Jurisdictionary.com. So let's go to Tom in Hudson, New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, well, it's about the Infernal Revenue Service. You know, those people that make you come up with all that money, and if you don't come up with the money, then, like Ed and Elaine Brown, they get hauled off to prison. Yes. While well, they were saying, show me the law. Okay. Yep. Well, guess what? You come up with all this money, and let's say you go down there on the due date, and you got your tax return all filled out and professionally even, and... and Signed, and you bring it in there, and okay, now we'll send that in. And you, let's say, I'm not going to say anybody owes money. Of course, you don't owe money. I'm being careful not to use that verb. But let's say Just you have to pay. Yeah. Let's say you have to pay more. Okay, so you go to count out the money. Oh, we take checks and money orders here at the IRS office. Yeah, they don't take cash, right? The U.S. Department of the Treasury which also runs the Philadelphia Mint, Mm -hmm. and they're not prepared to handle cash and safeguard cash. Give me a break. Who are they trying to kid? It's crazy. Yeah, and uh, so, uh, well, the idea I just came up with, some people are up for it, it. maybe I might not be, but, uh, you know, some people don't pay their parking tickets, and some people do, and that kind of thing. Hey, I tried to pay, and they won't take the money, okay? So they haul you into court, and the judge rules that you have to... Uh, pay the tax. Why didn't you pay the tax? Okay, I'll pay the tax. You go over to the plaintiff's table. Now I want a receipt. Here's the cash. And it, no, we don't take cash. Well, which is which is totally illegal, by the way, under U.S. Code Title Thirty One, Section Five One Zero Three. Right. If it's uh, if it's cash, if, if it's good tender. for all uh, debts, public and public private charges, taxes, all debts, public charges taxes and dues mm. under under that federal statute which Ron Paul hates because the 
federal constitution doesn't empower Congress to make anything legal tender. That's his point. It's, you know, it forbids the states to make anything legal tender. It doesn't say anything about Congress uh, not being able to make anything legal tender because it doesn't say they can, and therefore right. they can't. It's not one of their enumerated powers, so they didn't... It's the one thing that Ron they, Paul says that I ha- take umbrage with. I, you know, one of the things he says that I take umbrage with, he says that, uh, that not having, uh, that, that, you know, fiat currency is unconstitutional, and that's not the way I read it. Um, sadly, I read it that states have to use gold and silver species as uh, currency, but it doesn't say anything about the federal government. Now, here's the other thing about Ron Paul. This uh, coming fall at the Republican State Convention, uh, let's say the nominee is Santorum or Romney or Gingrich. The National Convention. Okay, and let's just say, okay, well, they're going to have this motion. We pick these four people who can be trusted to vote for the nominee in the Electoral College. If the nominee wins here in New Hampshire, all in favor say aye. And usually it passes with no opposition. But if we get the Ron Paul supporters to run for delegate to the Republican State Convention, they can vote against that motion and put in four Ron Paul supporters who could wind up telling 266 uh, supporters of the nominee, you're going to have to vote for Ron Paul because we can't stomach the nominee. Wait and a second. If you don't vote for Ron Paul, then you're going to get four more years of Obama. So you're saying that the, um, the at the Republican State Convention here in New Hampshire, that they decide for whom the delegates for New Hampshire vote? They decide who will be in the Electoral College, not to be confused with the Republican National Convention. The Electoral College, four people for New Hampshire, because New Hampshire has two representatives and two senators. Those people technically get uh, picked by the state convention. They, they uh, big shots, pick four people and say, let's nominate them. Right. But actually, the convention can overrule them and say, no, we... Uh, those people would probably vote for uh, Gingrich, and we'd rather have these four who will vote for Ron Paul. Just debating that issue, just telling, explaining why the nominee is unfit to hold public office at the Republican State Convention will be well worth the price of admission, especially since it's free. It's free. Uh, <laughs> are you going to run for this uh, this position? I mean, I think there's like there's like 700 seats or something. Yeah, I've I've had it three times. Two of them I ran unopposed. So uh, yeah, uh, there were five people running for seven seats last time. So yeah, it'll it'll happen. Uh, and you know, a lot of us, if enough of us do this, there could be four Ron Paul electors voting for Ron Paul. And uh, if you do it in enough states around the country, uh, do it on the Democratic side in some states. Uh, just for example, because a lot of Ron Paul supporters happen to be registered Democrats, they can sabotage the Democratic. Uh, it's not sabotage if you're using the system as it's no, uh, intended to be used. Yeah, the Electoral College. That's how it's supposed yep. to be. That, Tom, yeah, absolutely. So it's positively subversive. We'd be going by the part <laughs> that says each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct. I mean, that's so subversive. Yeah. There you go. Okay, Tom, anyway, I'm going to let you go. 855 Thanks th- thanks for letting me go. 855-450-3733. Let's go to Todd in Michigan. Todd, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, Mark. How's it going, man? All's well. And JJ here. Hey. Uh hey JJ, what's up, man? Hey, man. Um hey, you know, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, Mark, uh JJ, but turns out news has come out today that Freedom Watch with Judge Napolitano has been canceled. Oh, bummer. Really? Where did you hear this? Yep. Where did you hear uh, this? It came out from Fox Business' uh, Newswire. 
well, their yeah. business and press release. I think judgment. And Go ahead. I'm not, I'm not surprised that this happened because I knew it was going to happen eventually. But today they just announced it. In fact, they just dropped their entire primetime network and they're getting rid of Napolitano. Who else? And they're replacing them with, uh, I think, Eric Bowling, following your money, huh. and uh, David Asna. Uh, Todd, thanks for the call. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. What do you think? Napolitano being canceled? In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. All right. So, of course, we'll talk to you about absolutely anything. I know, Mark, you had uh, given me a bit of a recap. You want to get back into a story here. When we get through your, call, through your calls, uh, you're still telling a story about an anti-pot uh, government worker who was caught with pot yes. and then let off. We'll We've get... had a lot of calls, though, and, and of course, it's the um, you know, we, we, we take will calls. T- take your calls about anything. So we're going to go right back into the phone calls here in a short bit, but also want to tell you first about the Bitcoin. Right. Bitcoins are the world's first anonymous digital cash. Cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world without needing permission from any bank or government, without any fees either. Send or receive money anywhere in the world without any fees. To learn how, visit WeUseCoins.org. And a special note to business owners, if you accept Bitcoins, there's no chargebacks, like dealing with those other funding companies. That's incredible. It's WeUseCoins.org. And now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash in any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit BitInstant.com. See cool. the rundown there. Let's go to you and your thoughts. We've got Brian in Oklahoma City. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hey, guys. Uh, that story about those uh, military training videos where they show... Uh, Head blowing up and stuff. It just really shows how uh, the military has made a science out of uh, stealing the souls of our young people. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, that if they would do anything, you know, to to get young people to kill other young people, almost like. Uh, Staging uh, enemy attacks, even you know, like um, mm. maybe even 
killing one of the killing their own soldiers and uh, making it appear that the enemy did it or something like that. You know, can you bring me up to speed a little bit? I mean, I just got in from a, a city council meeting. Military killing videos. Well, we had a uh, marine on, uh, former marine on in the uh, first segment who talked about his basic training experience and how he was shown various videos that t- as a reward for not messing up. Uh, in basic training of various services, they reward you with certain things, and in one of these things is videos. You get to sit down and watch a video. Usually it's in some air-conditioned uh, auditorium. Which and, is preferable to running in the dirt. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and so in this video for him, he saw uh, basically uh, snipers blowing heads up and uh, basically like a stag video, as you could imagine, and in that gratuitous acts of violence were displayed, and people cheered. Oh, my. And I had a similar thing in my basic training experience. It wasn't as gratuitous as that, but there was definitely some, um, you know, not not so much animated as in drawn, but animated um, violence, basically, is what it was. It was just gratuitous violence, and then, you know, they'd psych everyone up and get the the big hoorah, and then it's the USA, and then sing the national anthem or something. The basic training is brainwashing, straight-up brainwashing. They need to break down the individual and all their beliefs and whatnot, and then reforge them as a soldier. And that's the that's the general premise. And and a large component of that is the brainwashing techniques they use. You do chants as you run. Mm-hmm. You there's something like uh, what makes the grass go greener and blood blood blood, blood makes yeah, grass go greener. That one sick. And and just all kinds of that bayonet training. I mean uh, knife fighting. All they're kinds trying of, to take away your humanity. They're trying to disconnect you from empathizing with the human beings which you're being told to kill right that's right yeah i mean what else could they be doing right keith your thoughts or uh, brian rather oh and i've heard reports like in world war one and two that the militaries had difficulty uh getting the the bafties or whatever they're called uh to kill each other you know and i guess it's easier now i guess our indoctrination is uh a little more advanced. Well, yeah, I mean, they've you know? had 100-plus years uh, to you know, to tweak this stuff to make it even more well, effective. I think they're also more selective in who they recruit into these various fields. Everybody goes through basic training, but not everybody uh, becomes a psychopath. I like I went through basic training, and if I was given some some illegitimate order to, to do something that I felt was wrong, I, I certainly wouldn't have done it because I have a conscience, and... My conscience is more important than any order, as far as I'm concerned. And so you have individuals who are, you know, higher aptitudes, and, and so they go through this basic, but then they go into other training, which is much more low-key. But the infantry and the grunt sort of training and uh, riflemen from Marines, uh, that training is focused around creating a killing machine that follows orders, so that in place are various uh, indoctrination techniques that do brainwash people. Anything else you want to share tonight, Brian? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I support Ron Paul, and I'm against uh, Obama's torturing and secret prison. Thank you, you for know, the call forget. tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-453-KEITH is in New York, in the city. Keith, you're on Free Talk Live with the NJJ and Mark. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Super, uh, Keith. What's on your mind? I was listening, well, I was listening to the show the other day and, uh, about Detroit, I guess, with the private 
security guards thrown into law enforcement now? Uh, well, no, I mean, they're not going into law enforcement. What's happening is law enforcement is basically not doing anything for people, a lot of people in Detroit, and the the people are rising up. They're forming their own uh, community crime protection organizations. There are private organizations that are being hired uh, to provide protection for people. So we're seeing a market and protection arise uh, where it's needed, which is in Detroit. Right, right.
Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and you'll enjoy the features there for free. Unlike those other talk show hosts, our website, we give it away. They charge you for theirs, so go and enjoy. At freetalklive.com, you can get all kinds of stuff, uh, news updates, get clued in with the latest with Free Talk Live over at news.freetalklive.com. And you can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook. I uh, sent out an update tonight. Mark, I don't know if you saw the notice at the beginning of the show since you were here and I, I wasn't for it, but I wanted to welcome our newest uh, weeknight affiliate. Did you do that earlier? I did not. Uh, so welcome to our listeners in Benton Harbor, Michigan, the southwest corner, a very, very southwest corner of Michigan. Benton uh, Harbor's been with us for a very long time. Not during weeknights. Ah. So uh, Benton Harbor has been on Saturday nights. They still take 8 to 10 on Saturday, but now they're on every single weeknight live with us from 7 to 10. So uh, welcome aboard. Interesting. Everyone in Benton Harbor. And uh, from the feedback that I've gotten from the program director, everything's going swimmingly. Uh, The general manager loves the show, so all is well. Excellent. So don't hesitate to take part. If you're in Benton Harbor, you are listening live, and you can dial in toll-free at 855-453 and uh, take control of these airwaves. Bring up absolutely anything you want. Now, I got back from a uh, hearing, as did you, uh, JJ, earlier. As did you, Mark. You had to leave, obviously, to be here on on the show. Somebody's got to go to work. Thanks for holding it down. Somebody's got to go to work. We'll talk more about what happened tonight, because it was a historic it was a historic meeting uh, you know, about you this love, Bearcat. You love your little uh, uh, verbal tricks, and it's an historic if you're going to uh, if you're going to be snotty. Wow, well, really? Is that right? Yes. An historic. It was an his. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. An yeah. historic. It was an historic it, any event. H, and especially historic. Huh. Well, anyway, it was historic. How about that? Yeah. And I'll tell you more about why here in a bit. But we're going to go and continue with you and your calls. Let's talk to Marcus, listening in Louisiana. Marcus, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing tonight? Super. What's on your mind? And the drug war. <laughs> I, I hate to change the subject, man. I, no, I really. I know y'all are probably talking about something else. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Okay. Well, man, I had a, I had an epiphany. <laughs> All right, I like epiphanies. Um, man, I, I'm I'm not sure about you guys. I'm not sure. I know I know Ian. You have a little little experience with cannabis. Ah, uh, yeah, a little bit. But um, yeah, I've seen it before. That's good stuff. And, and, <laughs> and I guess you guys have experience with alcohol as well. I think all of us are yes. experienced in both of those. They sell that stuff in the grocery store. Can you believe it? Yeah, they do. Wow, that's it, crazy. Exactly. But man, this, this was my epiphany. I don't. I really don't feel like. When one uses cannabis, they are in fact high. I don't think the the the, the, the I guess the experience after you use cannabis, I don't think it makes you high. I think it's something else. But I what think, do you think it is? Yeah, what is it? Um, I think it's definitely an altered mind state. Your mind is definitely altered. But uh, I don't think, by any sense of the word, you're you're high. I think once you use alcohol, you're high because if, once you overuse alcohol, you can't 
really can be out of your mind and all that kind of stuff. After you use cannabis, you're by you're no means out of your mind. I think you're saying actually, I think saying that it's an altered state of consciousness is certainly more accurate than saying that you're high. But I would say that uh, you that's know that's probably what most well, people you know, mean actually, when they say it. I think he's I think the caller has a point or or. I, I sort of agree that the idea, like, when you take an alcohol, your body is fighting it off to survive. It's an it is a poison, yeah. And so your body releases endorphins or whatever to, like, say, oh, well, don't worry, we'll take care of it, but, you know, things aren't really well right now or mm-hmm. whatever's you going know, on. And I, I, think, I think that's why a lot of people are so scared of, of, of cannabis because of that word, high. I think we should mm-hmm. stop calling the feeling you get after you consume alcohol drunk. I think we should call that high. I think that, that could possibly change everybody's opinion about the two substances. Well, it just all depends. I, I get it. It's an interesting perspective that you're sharing, but it would all depend on what the the listener, who, to, the person to whom you're speaking, uh, what they believe the word high means. Does the word high have a negative connotation for them? Does it have a positive connotation? Uh, so for me, being high is a you know positive connotation, but a lot of people it's negative, um, whereas for me the terms effed up are very negative, whereas high seems more positive than the, than the terms effed up. Uh, that's my thing. I, I mean, I know, like I said, I know you have experience with cannabis, but if you really think about it, I mean, you're not really out of your mind. It's really the opposite. I mean, once you use cannabis, you, you actually, your mind is, like I said, it's definitely altered. But I don't think it's high. By, I mean, when you really think about or look up the definition of high, you really, after you consume cannabis, you're not high. After you drink alcohol, you're high. I mean, you're out of your mind. You can't control yourself. You definitely can't drive. No doubt, Marcus. I appreciate the the uh, the thoughts. Anything else you want to share? Well, yeah, I was just thinking about Ron Paul. I know he. uh, I I like Ron Paul, and I like what he has to say. And I think if people, you know, kind of think about those two things, I could. I know he wants to legalize drugs. Mm -hmm. And if people, you know, kind of think about the the definition of that word high, they they could possibly help them out because so many people are scared of the word high. And I think because of that, so many people are scared of, of marijuana. And I, don't think, uh, I think that is an excellent point. Yeah. People are scared of both of those things for those reasons. And Marcus, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Another reason Ron Paul wants to uh, basically end the drug war is because it's disproportionately enforced. And he brought that up in debates and how there are certain types of individuals who are more likely to be arrested and go to jail. Blacks, Hispanics, poor whites. Exactly. The, the color of a person's skin or ethnicity certainly has something to do with that. And I think that's, that's one of the big reasons why he doesn't see the, the moral reason behind it. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. Nico is on the line in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Nico. Hey, how are you guys today? Super. What's on your mind? Um, I just wanted to call in about Bitcoin um, and how it's not really very anonymous. So I think when people say that it is anonymous, it's a little bit misleading um, because all of the transactions on a Bitcoin network are public. Yep, that's and true. So if if you can somehow associate somebody's address with who they are, you know, like, for example, they bought some Bitcoin from some person on PayPal, then unless they really, really go through a lot of hoops to um, to sort of obfuscate that transaction, they're, they're really not anonymous. I so, don't. Yeah. Well, first of all, it is it is true that Bitcoin's 
can be used anonymously. But you're right yeah. in, in that it is open to view. You can go anytime you want, put any address into the Bitcoin, what is it, blockexplorer.com, I think. Yeah, block. you, you put the address of the Bitcoin person in there, and it'll show you all of the transactions that address has ever that had. That address. But you don't know to whom that person is giving things. So, for instance, if you put money into the Free Talk Live uh, Bitcoin tip jar over at bitcoin.freetalklive.com, you can look at the, the tip jar address and you can see how much has gone in there. Now, by the way, the, we use that tip jar address to, to take uh, money from sales, too. So there's going to be a few big big numbers in there. Nobody's giving us a you know, 300 Bitcoin tip. That's for a sales account. Uh, but when you look at that, uh, that list, it'll show you how much money's come in. It'll show you how much money's gone out. It'll show you the addresses to which it's gone out to. You can look at the address to which it's gone out, you can see what money's gone in and out there. So it is totally transparent, and I think that's one of the unique features of the Bitcoin network. But ultimately, you don't know if I'm going into the Free Talk Live tip jar and taking it and, and you know giving uh, 10 Bitcoins to JJ or sending it to a secret wallet or sending it somewhere else and, and then taking it from that wallet and sending it somewhere else. So like the more, you, the more addresses you send it to, the more obscured it becomes, especially if those other addresses aren't listed publicly anywhere. So ultimately... It doesn't take a whole lot of steps to to bring anonymity into the situation. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of people who um, uh, who've talked about if you put um, a, a lump sum, a very large lump sum of bitcoins into an e-wallet service where there's a lot of bitcoins. Um, generally, you want to have a lot more bitcoins than you're trying to hide, and then just take them out in slow or small increments. That'll uh, will help obfuscate them a lot, so people can't really link them to you. Um, I guess the point of, of saying this is because there are probably a lot of people who feel safe and have a false security and say, well, I bought some Bitcoins. I could go on Silk Road or wherever they want to go and buy something or do something that's not necessarily, quote unquote, legal in certain places. And, you know, just so those people don't think that they're necessarily safe. You're saying beware, noobs will be pwned. Yes. I mean, this is exactly. it's absolutely true. Well, that, that, but that see, that follows through in every single transaction we make, and regardless of Internet or Bitcoin. It's buyer beware. It's do your due diligence. Find out what you're doing. And make those responsible decisions. Don't just blindly go into something. I mean, that's, that could be the same for buying a car or buying a certain kind of milk or, or buying you know, some product from, uh, that's made of plastic. It's a warning. I think it's a fair warning. It's a good it warning. is a good, it is a good, good warning. warning. Be buyer beware. Be careful. Obviously, if you're going to go to the Silk Road, which is an underground marketplace where drugs and guns and other things are sold online, uh, if you're going to go there, you probably should read the frequently asked questions or read, the, <laughs> you know, read, read a little bit about what you're getting into. But ultimately, I think I'm going to err on the side of not going to the Silk Road. I mean, you can go there, Mark. You just, I, I'm not going. buy something from there. Do I'm it, not even going to look. Do it. I dare you. Uh, no, I, it's fascinating. I double dare you. I've yeah. been there, and it is fascinating. Yeah, I'm um, not going. But, but ultimately, think about it from this perspective. Internet's for email. The point behind the anonymity and is... Funny cats. The point behind... <laughs> Oh, you know what? Tell you what, Nico, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, we're short on time for this hour. We'll be back with more. Hour three is next. You can take control of the airwaves. We can talk more about the Silk DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com.
Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. And the toll-free number here is 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. And here tonight, it's Ian. And JJ. And Mark. And we invite you over to our website, freetalklive.com. You can control the content of the site. That's the makes it very interactive for you. If you would like you know, to be interactive with it, you can just go and look at it, too, if you'd like. Uh, but if you find something online that you think is interesting, you can submit it to the website as show prep. Other listeners can then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website. So more people see it at freetalklive.com. And those more people include us because sometimes that's where we go to get some of our show prep. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. All right. So, yes, Mark. I, I was, did you want to go on with the story or were you going to tell the we Bearcat story? We were going to talk about uh, – well, we can talk about the Bearcat here in a moment. But we left off with the Silk Road. I see. And, uh, and Bitcoin and anonymity. Nico had called in to point out that the Bitcoin is not by default an anonymous currency. It is, however, True statement. possible to be anonymous with the Bitcoin. In that, for instance, if you are – Well, anonymous is a, um, a statement that is uh, sort of – it, it is final. And I don't think that there's anything such as anonymous on the internet. However, you can be so gosh darned close to anonymous that it makes it very difficult and they'd have to put a great deal of resources and time into uh, finding you or whatever. Well – that's probably mostly true, Mark, in most things on the internet. But there are some services where they're specifically designed to anonymize you, uh, like sure, but like Tor, nothing's, for instance. nothing's foolproof, and people make mistakes. I would say that's generally true, and you're right. It is the uh, mistakes of people that will will ruin it for them. Uh, when it comes to, and I'm certainly no expert, but uh, and I, I couldn't explain to you exactly how the Tor uh, system works, but. Needless to say, it's providing the anonymity. CIA uses it. <laughs> it's providing anonymity for a lot of people out there. The, use, and, the, the United States government could get rid of Tor in a moment if they really wanted to because they created it. It is what their little secret agent men use to true? communicate. That's, that's what I created Tor. I don't know if I don't know if that's necess- that's what I heard on NPR. Maybe cre- I misinterpreted it, but they might have created something very similar to Tor. But I let me go I take a look. Yeah, I'd, was- I'd look a little deeper into that one. Um, but anyway, the point is, there are people using Tor to anonymize their web surfing, and then that allows them to go to anonymous uh, websites, which are also anonymous. Like they don't, you know, where the you don't know where the website's being hosted. You can't tell what the destination is. Um, so, one of those websites that a lot of people are going to is the Silk Road, which is an underground marketplace, and it's mostly filled with people selling various different forms of illegal drugs, but also there are guns and porn and other things like that on uh, the Silk Road. And we were talking about the anonymity factor of Bitcoin and how it can be used anonymously. And Nico was suggesting, be careful, you know, be cautious, learn about what you're getting into before you jump into the deep end uh, of it. But all that said, even if someone were to go on Silk Road and use their publicly available Bitcoin address to buy stuff from a client, uh, to buy stuff from a seller on the Silk Road... You still don't have any evidence of who was engaging in that transaction. And so what I mean by that is, uh, yeah, it's a good idea not to use your publicly available uh, address to buy things from the Silk Road. But all that said, they still can't prove it was you unless you somehow you know, admit to it, unless you admit to being the person who, who did the transaction. So if you go on the Silk Road and you make a purchase, uh, the money goes into an escrow account. 
So basically, the you, the seller doesn't get the money right away. They have to ship the product to the buyer. The buyer has to confirm receipt of the the product, and then once the receipt is confirmed, the seller will have the money given to him by the escrow. So and, um, I'm sorry, I thought you were pausing there for me to uh, to speak. It was created by the uh, U.S. Naval Research Laboratory, um, and I am incorrect saying that they could shut it down anytime they want um, because it is no longer run by the U.S. government in any way, shape, or form. But, right. So it was created in the same way that the internet was created by the government, but not run by the government. And taken right? from there, but it does say here using Tor makes it more difficult to trace internet activity. It is not an anonymizing service. Anonymizing is a absolute term. Hmm, interesting. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the number here if you'd like to chime in. Obviously, none of us are really technically inclined in you know in all the details of all this. You'd I like just to, know nothing's absolute. If you'd like to set us straight, uh, you're certainly welcome to. But my point being that when you, when you purchase something on the Silk Road, you can put whatever darn address in there that you want to. I mean, you could put your grandma's house on there as far as where the, to ship the, the drugs to or the product to. And grandma didn't order it, but it's in her name when it shows up. Obviously, I'm not suggesting you do this to your grandmother. I'm just right. pointing out yeah. that you could you could put your you know you could put anybody's name on that pack on that package and any address uh, on that package. You could send it to the police department uh, if if you wanted to. Uh, so it it is very difficult just based on the fact that uh, it is Tor and it is mostly uh, anonymized. And that you're going through Bitcoin and that there's no real account information when it comes to Bitcoin. How how does anyone know your wallet hasn't been stolen? You know how, how you can lose your Bitcoin wallet. You can have somebody take your Bitcoin wallet. Well, you act like there's one wallet, but I mean, I've got many, many, many wallet. These numbers that they call wallets. Right. I'm just talking about like the worst case scenario. Someone is completely ignorant to Bitcoin, and they somehow manage to set themselves up with a Bitcoin account and uh, open up a Silk Road account while still remaining ignorant of uh, what they're doing. How even then there still could be some level of plausible deniability in, involved. You could still say, well. What evidence do you have that I made this purchase? Just because it came in my name to my house doesn't mean anything. One eight five five four fifty free. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Of course, you know you probably would have to convince a jury of that because it's not going to stop them from arresting you and right. charging you with something. So again, buyer beware. Be careful. Transfer that money to a, a different wallet that is not public uh, before you go and make a, a Bitcoin purchase uh, from the Silk Road. So hopefully that's cleared something up. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Now, Mark, uh, since we're talking about the war on drugs, you had a story about a bureaucrat who got caught with some pot. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier in the show, and I probably should bring everybody up to date on it. Um, this is a situation where police reportedly found marijuana in plain view when they entered the home of Alcohol Beverage Commission Director... Uh- Danielle Elks. Um, they were they were checking for intruders. Apparently, um, now the, she's in charge of among other things eradicating marijuana in the state. In addition, in, in addition to regulating alcohol sales, so um, an ABC that's uh, the Alcohol Beverage Commission employee came forward and sort of gave this information to uh, the WSMV here, and. Apparently, she didn't eradicate it all. Yeah. Apparently, what happened is the Tennessee Highway Patrol trooper and two Dixon County deputies had gone to Elk's home on the night of October 12th to inform her that her husband, Joel Taz DeReggiorio, a keyboardist with the Charlie Daniels band, had been killed in a car crash. Mm-hmm. Sorry to hear that. The officers entered her home after they discovered that the back door was open. 
They discovered the back door was open. Is this strange to you? Yeah, it is strange. Checking uh, people's back doors when they go and... Well, you know, front door isn't working, Ted. Uh, why don't we just go around back. back and start pushing on the levers? God. <laughs> Police uh, summary is obtained. I tell you, they're like vampires. You can't let them into your house. They showed that the officers saw what they suspected to be marijuana on a table, describing it as a green leafy substance. Mm. And, you know, I know that I chop up my oregano while watching uh, CNN at night, so I don't see what the big deal is. But um, they allegedly found rolling papers next to it, which is, you know, no proof at all. And the governor's marijuana uh, eradication task force sticker uh, there with with the... Uh, oh, wow. That, see, that is oregano. the irony right there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> I like to smoke my weed with irony. We're also, wait, the sticker was where in relation to the pot? With it. So like it was on the baggie or something they like that? They also allegedly found rolling papers and a governor's marijuana eradication t- uh, task force sticker. Wow. Uh, we're all it reminds sip- me of the story of the drug dealer I used to know, a uh, pot dealer, to be more uh, specific, who sold pot to the parents. Uh, it was like the head of the parents' council or something like that at the school, basically. P- what do they call them? P- P- PTA? PTAs? Yeah, the head of the PTA who would be one of those people who would speak out against you know drugs. And they don't they, want kids getting drugs. They, they were doing a drug deal at them. the parents' council uh, association, or the parents' uh, teacher association meeting. They were selling an ounce of pot to the head of the parents' council. I'm afraid that's not as good as the director of the state agency that hunts that crap down. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And then they didn't charge her? Is that right? That's correct. It's good to be in the gang. More coming up here in a moment. You can uh, take control here. You'll get more more details. It's 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want, and the toll-free number is 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and what is SACL CAI anyway? SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. If you got into your business hoping to do whatever it is that you do, and you find the task of collections or accounts receivable or whatever it is that you find vexing in that area, well, SACL CAI can handle it. They uh, do uh, they do uh, collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. And they do it in a manner that uh, respects your customer. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top one on the right-hand side of the page. All right. So, Mark, you were telling us a story in which state was this from again? Tennessee. Tennessee, the Alcohol Beverage Commission, the ABC. Uh, there was a lady who's a director of this commission. That's correct. She was caught in her home with marijuana. She wasn't there. The cops just kind of moseyed on in when they found the back door open. They're just going around checking people's doors, apparently. No, they were going to her house because her husband had been killed in an automobile accident. Oh, geez. And I think that, that this, to me, this is the best explanation of what happened here is, um, you know, the, the out for the cops is they should have been going in this lady's house in the first place. What in the world were they doing going in this woman's house? I checking see what you're doors saying. in the back? Though, would they have treated you the same way if they came into your house and found a bag of pot? I can't say what they would have done. Um, you know, it it seems it certainly seems fishy that the uh, d- director um, of the Alcohol Beverage Commission has 
you know, pot on her coffee table. They say table. They, they're not specific as, as to which table. I'm just imagining the coffee table. It, the coffee table is the table that probably contains the most And she weed. wasn't charged with anything. Is that? That's correct. That's correct. So she was, uh, you know, just it was just basically ignored. Um, and the word got out about this how then? Like, uh, an, an employee uh, snitched on her, basically. But how would the employee have known the cops went to the house in the first place? What do you want from me, dude? I don't know. You were the one who read the article. <laughs> you want me to read the whole thing <laughs> no. uh, right here to you about the employee? I left that out because I was recapping. But yeah, I was just um, curious. Well, all news they, did stories they confront this don't woman? contain. I mean, who's they, they? The cops. No. Another, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so the hole in the story, for me at least, again, uh, I, maybe an I unnamed ABC. Well, that's because there's no damn news story on it. There's nothing. Okay. I mean, you know, they're 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 trying to piece this together. An unnamed ABC employee came forward to tell the WSMV that it was unfair that Elks had not been investigated. I grant you uh, that had uh, it happened. I grant you that if this had happened to any of us, the ABC employees would have been made a big example of, and we would have mm-hmm. been in the headlines and papers and news and everywhere. And when asked if it was a cover-up, it sure appears that way. Um, it's it, it stayed mighty quiet for a long period of time. And then, you know, they tell what happened. And Maybe appara- it's just one of those things where bureaucrats talk to one another as far as like, yeah, we, you know, we caught so-and-so with this say. pod and we decided not to do anything and then the rumors spread. I'm just trying to understand how it went from the cops entering this woman's house, finding the bag of pot, not filing a report, not doing anything official Apparently there was some report. There was? Yes. Ah, okay. um, there, was, there was some report, but other than that, it's, uh, it's that. Well, yeah. it's certainly true that they can't prove it was hers, right? Right? Police I mean, she didn't summaries have is what it's called. She didn't have it in her possession, so there's that issue. Okay. But all that said, I don't think they, they should have been going go in the house. Us. Uh, no, I agree with you there. And you could argue uh, fruit of the poison tree as well in that uh, maybe that them being in the house was not legal in the first place. And so therefore anything they found of illegal activity was therefore also they couldn't charge uh, the person with. But on the other hand, I don't know if it's illegal for the cops to just walk into your home. I'm not sure about that. I'm no legal scholar or lawyer or anything like that. But as I understand it, if a cop just opens your front door and walks into your, you know, the front of your home, there's nothing illegal. I don't think there's anything illegal about that. That's the front of the house. I mean, I used to live this way. I um, never used the front door, so I kept it locked in Mm -hmm. case uh, somebody came to knock on it because that that is the place where people come to knock. And I went in and out of my house basically with a garage door opener. I'd park my car in the garage and then, you know, I'd close the garage door and then I'd go in my house. But the back doors were open. I mean, I had four sliding glass doors in my house um which totaled a pan- seven total panels of sliding glass and then two french doors with a bunch of glass in them what in the world was i going to lock that for anybody i mean are you telling me that a burglar didn't have the sense to throw a rock through it i mean it was in a completely hidden i get area. what you're saying i'd like to hear from somebody that maybe has a little more legal experience on this particular issue because it's always been my impression that if your house is unsecured that the cops can just walk right in that's always been my impression i may be incorrect about that i mean certainly the other night when they showed up uh here banging on the door at three in the morning because i had the music up too loud uh at least presumably that was the reason i didn't answer the door to talk to them uh but when they when they were doing that uh they didn't jiggle the lock or anything like that so maybe it just depends on the department or depends on who you're dealing with uh, but i don't know i'd be curious to know what other people think about that at 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai toll free line but the end of the story is this woman did not get charged with uh, marijuana possession, and I bet you anybody else would. In fact, even her co-employees are saying they believe they would have been charged. 
It says here, for their part, the Tennessee Highway uh, Patrol said that they asked the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation to investigate. You'd think that a Bureau of Investigation would do so. And the file later was forwarded to the District Attorney General, uh, Dan Alsobrook, who declined to pursue the case. So apparently the uh, the Highway Patrol didn't think – you know, they actually did something. They passed it on and then it was They didn't back. arrest like they would have done with you and I. Right. But Interesting. So. You know, I don't know what to say about the the situation entirely, but uh. well, I do. It's uh, shenanigans, and it's it goes to show that the person tasked with eradicating weed in this state of Tennessee, yeah, marijuana, is uh, partaking, a hypocrite. A, a hypocrite, and the, it, you know what it kind of reminds me of is the um, the scandals involving the priests at the church, yeah, and how the priests are always like, oh, you should do right and do right by the Lord and and uh, golden rule this that and the other thing, and, and Jesus. then they're touching little. Boys and or yeah, girls or whatever. And they're so quick to defend it and uh, be so vehement against it. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah, you got to wonder about people like that. World's full of hypocrites, right? Yep. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So I got back from, as the, did the rest of you gents, we all came back at different times, uh, from tonight's historic meeting about the Bearcat. Now, last night we talked in detail about the Bearcat, spent about an hour and a half on the subject. This is something that police departments around the country are being given by the U.S. federal government, the Department of Homeland Security. They're being given $300,000 grants with which they then purchase this Bearcat uh, armored tank, armored truck vehicle. Is the grant only for that? That is correct. They cannot okay. use that money for any other purpose than to purchase a Bearcat. Okay. And this is a, an attack, a counterattack truck, as it is called, and it's you know got blast shielding and bulletproofing, and uh, I mean it also has gun ports on it as well. Right. They say that it has no weapons system. However, it doesn't need a weapons system. It has gun ports, and it, you can mount a fifty cal to the top. Yes, you know, as an option. It's a nice little turret up top. Yeah, and or you can mount one of those, uh, what is it, those ear-piercing LRAD systems or whatever yeah. they're called. Where they and the- a, 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 a gas system that will uh, shoot gas into a building, right. ram a building, and then shoot gas into it. Yep. Scary stuff. So this is, a, this is a military vehicle that is actually marketed to the, – the, the police lied at the hearing tonight. One of them said it was not, not marketed to military. That's not true. The uh, Bearcat representative actually said outside the building, not – in testimony, but he said outside that it was marketed to militaries. And in fact, it's been they've sold like thousands of these things to 38 different countries uh, around the world. So these Bearcats are being used by both police departments and militaries worldwide. And so a lot of people came out tonight to this meeting to oppose the Bearcat. Finally, they were given the opportunity to do so because one city councilor had the courage to say no to this thing. The rest of them all voted for it, and they quietly voted for it in the middle of uh, December, right in the middle of the holiday season, thinking they could just brush it under the, under the rug. And there was a huge outcry of people in the community. And I'll tell you what the, the Lenko salespeople had to say outside about the outcry, which is what made this historic. 855-453-FREE, Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number for you is 855-453. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. 
And we invite you over to our website at freetalklive.com. Do head over, get interactive in various different ways. Our bulletin board system is one of the many features. You can go and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners there. Also, get our show prep that we use for the show, uh, show notes, if you will, over at bbs.freetalklive.com, bbs.freetalklive.com. And coming up here in about two weeks, yeah, two weeks actually from tonight, the Liberty Forum returns. It took a year off, unfortunately, due to some organizer issues, but they brought the original organizer back on, the guy that knows how to get it done, uh, Chris Lawless, super activist, by the way. Chris Lawless is going to be organizing uh, this event, and that means it's going to, it's going to kick butt. Uh, if you've been to the Liberty Forum before, as the three of us have, you know that this is an awesome event, and you're likely coming back. If you've never been to the Liberty Forum, don't miss it, uh, because it only happens once a year, and... It's well worth the time, the effort, the money that you're going to spend. As far as the money is concerned, it's not a whole lot of money, at least at the actual convention itself. I don't know what it costs to fly to New Hampshire. There's that factor. Obviously, you're going to have to cover your own travel costs. But, you have to uh, travel to New Hampshire in but, whatever fashion you do. As far as the actual convention costs, it's pretty low. I mean, to, to go to a weekend-long convention, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, so Thursday through Sunday, uh, to go to a convention that long for approximately $200? That's a pretty good price for a convention it ticket. It is. Now, again, you've got to cover your own travel costs, cover your own hotel room, but for the actual convention price, for the 200 plus bucks to include the dinners and to include the luncheons, it's good that's, deal. Pretty, that's pretty good. Like They're probably not making any money on that $200 price tag because I've, I've looked into starting conventions before, and those, those hotel dinners are expensive. Like They're probably paying 40 bucks per person to just go in there and have a plate of food. Uh, so it's not – and that's at one uh, dinner. So they're keeping costs as low as they possibly can for this event. Hundreds of people are going to be in attendance. So you get to meet all kinds of interesting folks. Lots of people that you hear on this show, people that have made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Uh, members of the Shire Society are going to be present, as, uh, as I understand it. So liberty-loving people who focus their efforts here in New Hampshire are going to be there. And a lot of people who are considering a move to New Hampshire are going to be there as well. A lot of people may be on the fence, or maybe they've made the decision to move, but they just haven't had a chance or an opportunity to uh, to get out of their old life and to tie up all the strings uh, back home. It's a great group of uh, folks. You're going to meet uh, interesting speakers as well, like Peter Schiff, the investment advisor, Jody Emery from CannabisCulture.com, Prax Girl, Carlos Miller uh, from Photography is Not a Crime, and so many more. You can go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum which is where you'll get the details on all the speakers. You get details on what's happening. The schedule's been posted. And, of course, you can sign up and use our discount code to save an extra 10% on the already low convention rates. FTL2012 is the discount code. That's FTL2012 at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. So more about the Bearcat event here tonight that we all attended uh, and why it was historic here in a moment. But first, Douglas is calling from somewhere in New Hampshire. Douglas, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, it's Gosstown. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, yes, I was going to take out the side of the bureaucrat um, who got caught with weed. But real quick, every time you say the phone number, it's 855-453. That's not a phone number, man. Every time I try that. Uh, the phone number is 855-450-FREE, and then we usually spell it out, oh, 855-450-3733. That's why we spell it oh, out I- afterwards, because people have trouble. <laughs> Thought it was a three. Okay. I anyway. got you. Free is in Free Talk Live. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So the bureaucrat, I'm not one to take this. I'm a big-time libertarian. I believe, just like George Carlin said, it's a big club, and we're not in it. But <laughs> in this case, 
The door was open. She wasn't home. She has good lawyers. They can just say, well, the burglar left his bag of weed there. True. Or or she's so anti-drug, somebody framed her. She could, I mean, she has plausible deniability, I think, in this particular case. It could have been her husband's should. bag, uh, but that wouldn't stop them from arresting the rest of us. Oh, I know, and they should do an investigation, fingerprints and all that. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, uh, I mean, it's still questionable, but they've done a lot worse stuff. And another another quick thing, I have a few questions for you. When somebody swears on the radio, you guys hang up on them right away. But on the phone, you can hear them swear, but there's a 20-second delay on the radio. Why don't you guys just give them a warning? Uh, it's not true. I don't know where you heard there's That's a 20-second second. delay. Uh, I'm well, not going to say how many phone, de- seconds our delay is. listen on the phone right now, like you've got uh-huh. that free phone. Yep. It's yep. like 20 second difference. I don't know. Well, f- first of all, just you have to understand the technology. Uh, that oh. phone, uh, that f- you're listening on the listen line is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So when you're listening on the listen line, you're listening to the Free Talk Live stream being passed through someone's phone system and then sent oh. to you. So the stream already has a delay on it. We are running in delay on the radio, but our internet streams don't have the delay. So whenever somebody curses on Free Talk Live and we hit mm-hmm. the dump button, the curse word does not make it to our radio listening audience. But if you are listening online or on the listen line or via satellite, not XM, if you're on XM or listening to the radio, you will not hear the curse word. If you're listening via the internet streams or the KU band free to air satellite or the listen lines, or the webcam, you will hear the curse word. So it just depends yeah. on it. Just depends on how you're listening. But the government can't find you unless it's over the radio. The government, waves, thankfully, correct? can't find me at all. Um, they can't even find the network. What they can find oh, is okay. the individual radio stations. Uh, those oh. are the people that are liable. Who have no real uh, responsibility for this at all. Right. I mean, they don't have a board operator sitting there monitoring their uh, their shows. They're going to pay somebody $10 an hour to sit there and listen for right. if somebody cusses on the mm-hmm. show? Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. But the point being, our radio listening audience is probably... You know, several seconds behind uh, the internet listening audience. Actually, we just shortened the delay on the high the high bandwidth stream. High bandwidth listeners on the the you know the 64k broadband stream are probably only like three to five seconds behind. But it also depends on the internet connection they're on too. So uh, yeah, buffering matters. Yeah, buffering's a factor. I mean, there's so many different factors. No, no one person is necessarily listening at the exact same time as everyone else, unless they're listening via the same method. Just a few more questions, guys, if you don't mind. Yes. Um, sometimes I'm listening, like I said, on the telephone line. Yes, sir. And they'll be talking about something, and all of a sudden it goes into porno music. And then, or it goes silent for like 20 seconds. I don't know if anybody told you that before. No, that's the first report I've heard of that. Porno music. Maybe it's just my phone. It's like the... <laughs> you know? Maybe you just have a theme song that plays behind you. You don't know where it comes from. That's Jeez. interesting. Well, yeah, that's I don't know. crazy. I, I couldn't tell you, because I know that, Mark, when we were coming back from our recent trip to an industry convention, we listened to the listen line at one point because we were driving back trying to listen to the show, yeah. uh, and we got into a point where there, there was absolutely no data coverage because we're in New Hampshire, and it's, if you're out in the middle of the Welcome woods, to the woods, folks. Uh, you just don't get data coverage at certain points. And so I dialed up the listen line, and we, we were listening that way, and I don't recall hearing anything like that, so I wonder no. what it was that you were, you were listening to. <laughs> It's either silence or that music, same music every time, and it happens every night, and I'm sure, I'm sure I'm not the only one. But just another quick question, guys. One Whatever more. happened That's to 94.9 in New Hampshire? 
I don't know what that means. Was I, it I, the one in uh, Manchester? 94.9. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I don't follow all the, the radio scene as far oh. as what's, what stations are on and what stations are off. But I'd recommend that you go to radio-locator.com, and that might tell you more. Thanks for the call, Douglas. Appreciate it. Radio-locator, interesting site. Uh, it'll give you coverage maps. It'll give you details on you know how many watts a transmitter is. You can type in your zip code, and it'll tell you what stations you can tune into. It's a neat little tool. Also, it has a uh, handy FM find uh, an, a, an empty FM frequency finder tool, so you can type in your uh, your zip code or city and, and state, and it will tell you what the best channels are to broadcast on. If you were to say want to do something like start your own radio station, which of course is completely illegal, uh, at least by the FCC regulations. Yeah, I don't know that uh, FCC makes laws. It's uh, but they'll fine you for what they do. I mean, I. I don't know that the FCC. And they'll take your stuff. I don't know that the FCC has ever taken anything to court. They just sort of operate as this. They intimidate people. Yeah. Yeah. Governmental well, they, agency. They will go into your home and take your stuff eventually. Usually they threaten you first and give you a chance to turn the transmitter off. Uh, but it, but eventually they could come into your home, take all your equipment, and then issue you a ten thousand dollar fine. But no one has ever managed – like the FCC has never taken anyone to court on it because they're worried, from what I understand, that it would become a free speech issue and they could lose. More coming up. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number for you. Even in these remaining moments, there's enough time for your thoughts. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features. You'll find they're completely free. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. You like the show? Want to help support Free Talk Live? Become an amplifier for as little as $3 per month. We'll take that 3 bucks and invest it in the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more Internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So uh, once again, head over to amp.freetalklive.com and learn about the perks you get access to, like the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only forum, podcast, and more. And you can get signed up with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. So a little bit more about what happened tonight. Didn't really get into much detail earlier. Uh, we were all at this meeting, and it is about the Bearcat, or was about the Bearcat, this military truck that the federal government has been just handing out to police departments around the country. In fact, they've given out over 300 of these trucks. You'll see them in pretty much every major city across the country. Uh, the first time I saw one was uh, in some video footage from D.C., and I thought to myself, wow, it's great that I don't live in D.C., and then all of a sudden, my little town of Keene, New Hampshire, is looking at getting one of these things. In fact, the city council voted in favor of getting one of these without any real chance for the public to put their input in or Technically, there probably was a meeting at which the public could have shown up to, but they didn't really know what was going on. There wasn't much, you know, they kind of kept it hush-hush. They didn't exactly put it out on Front Street that they were planning on getting this thing. So they all went and voted for it, 13 to 1. The one guy who decided to dissent 
stood up and he said, you know, when the new year came around, he could bring this issue up again. He brought it up again and he made an issue out of it, saying that essentially that he believes in peace and that we don't need to have a culture of war in this country. Those are the, you know, the essence of his comments tonight. And finally gave people the opportunity to come out and speak publicly on this with the intention of trying to get these people to change their minds and reject this armored tank uh, from coming to town, this pers- you know, armored personnel vehicle, which actually is called an attack truck, uh, counter- Bearcats, part of that is counterattack truck. And th- it's just it's a sick thing. I mean, if you look at the, the marketing materials for it, you go to freekeen.com, you can see the video there. Uh, I don't think they've taken it down yet because people have been posting it all over YouTube because the original, the company pulled the video offline in an attempt to cover up how they're marketing this thing. It's essentially a very slick, kind of Hollywood-esque look to it. It's very glamorizing. Oh, they're selling the a lot of these things. No problem uh, with the marketing budget. Right. Uh, they're so, they, they, it's, it's kind of this... I guess military porn, if you want to call it yeah, that. It's, it's sort of like we had described earlier in the uh, show about how certain individuals in basic training get to watch these uh, glorious violence videos. And this is along that same vein of glorifying the violence inherent in this object. Slow motion of dudes piling out with machine guns, firing machine guns, shells coming out all in slow-mo. Very, very glorifying. Very, uh, you know, they're trying to make it look awesome to be, you know, a badass dude if you get one of these Bearcats. And so... They banned this from being shown at the uh, the council meeting. The city prevented Which is this from being shown, claiming be, it was copyright. Yeah, this is uh, the copyright. I mean, the the head salesman is there. This is a video that was on and the he front, doesn't want it shown the front page of their website promotionally up to two days ago. That's right. So the idea that their lawyers would say, now I do agree that it's a copyright issue if Linco chooses to take it down, but then we're t- then what it shows is what kind of seedy, nasty people you're dealing with in buying this truck. I wouldn't do business with people that worked like this. So uh, so all that aside, what happened tonight was the hearing. We talked in detail about this. If you want to hear more about the Bearcat itself, then listen to last night's show. We got into a lot of detail about it and what they're doing with it. But this was the chance for the community to come out and speak. And people were pissed. People were upset about this Bearcat uh, because it was, you know, basically they tried to sneak it in under the cover of night. And they were pretty upset about that. They're pretty upset because Keene is, you know, kind of Keene's kind of a hippie place. It's the most liberal town in New Hampshire. New Hampshire not being the most liberal of places, so Keene is the most in in that kind of vein. And so a lot of people are upset. The occupiers are upset. Uh, the Keeniacs, the Liberty lovers here are upset, and just average folks are are you know they know the this. people that do the free peace vigil. Yeah, those guys we had, were there. We had uh, representatives there speaking against it besides City Council. Uh, a representative. A representative was there. So a lot of people were upset about this, and for good reason. They know it's militarizing the police. No matter what the police say, and their position as well, it's a rescue truck. It's Rescue just a truck, truck. My foot. It's just a Ford 350 or a 550. Bulletproof truck with, uh, with gun, gun portals in it. Um, and, you know, it has uh, you know the options for a turret, uh, you know, this this thing that can yeah. shoot gas into a house when you crash into it. So uh, so people came out. They spoke out. The the chair of the meeting said he originally only wanted an hour. It ended yeah. up being over two hours Fat of chance, people, pal. people speaking. And I thought it was interesting that every time a retired cop got up and spoke in favor of this thing, they were given more than two minutes, more than three minutes to speak while everyone else was being held to the clock. But he did not let a representative or, excuse me, a city council person who wanted to speak speak. And presumably, since uh, the council person who brought this up, he spoke, presumably, since uh, this person must have 
voted for it. Then she wanted to speak and she wasn't allowed to. By the way, somebody's microphone is open there uh, over at the the, uh, the network studios. I don't know if they're monitoring, but I can hear people uh, laughing giggling. it up in the background just as an FYI. 855-453 is the number here. But So we're talking about, the, again, this Bearcat situation and, and what happened. No, it's apparently not. Okay, must be coming. Oh, I see what's happening. That was my fault. What was that? <laughs> I demand to know what that was. I can tell you what that was. Uh, on LRN.FM, we have shows that come on after this one. There's a okay. show that comes on after this somebody one. Somebody doesn't have their mic muted. And somebody connected, and they didn't realize that they were going to be on the air. I see. Normally, that doesn't happen. Okay, so the bear So cap. what happened? Yeah, so what like happened? the historic event, right? What is like, it? Here's what happened. Afterwards, I'm glad I stuck around because I could have left after I spoke and come here directly. But I wanted to see everyone else speak and see what happened after the fact. And afterward, a bunch of the uh, Liberty activists were out front of the city hall. And the salesman, the head salesman from Lenko, comes out. And he's got his associate with him. I don't know if it's like the sales trainee or whoever. But two sa- basically two representatives from Lenko come out. And there's like four keen cops that come out with them. So they've got an escort, essentially. And the keen cops kind of stand in the background with their arms crossed. I don't know what they thought. They think we're going to jump the guy from uh, from Lenko or whatever. But uh, so these sales reps, you know, I'd, I'd talked with the sales rep on the phone a couple of days previous about showing the video where he basically told me, no, you know, we don't want you to show this video. It's not intended for the city council. Uh, we're admitted to all this. And so, you know, I shook the guy's hand and, you know, we traded a few words. Some of the activists traded some harsher words uh, with him. There was a conversation that went back and forth and it was generally, you know, cordial, I would say. But at one point, one of them said, and actually they both acknowledged this, they said that the reason they came out, they said, hey, we want to let you know, we don't go to these things. We don't go to the cities around the country and and pitch this. And they usually, that's because they don't have to. Right. Because these cities are just taking the federal money. They're taking the Bearcat and that's that. It's a done deal. They said... That never in the history of all of the, the Lenko, Bearcat, the thousands of these things that they've sold to you know police departments and militaries around the world, of all of these things, the over 300 being sold just to police departments in this country alone, every single time until now, they've never experienced the kind of passion and the pushback that they experienced here in Keene, New Hampshire. Never. Wow. That's a test of it. So what's the uh, what's historic about that? I, I'm, I'm trying to. It's the well, only time they've ever been historic. Well, no, it's the only to, time they've ever you, had Mark, anyone push back. If that's the back. first time someone pushed back, it's a historic thing. I you just want to know what's it mean. What do you think it, it means? means? We have a uh, we have a movement here. We it means that there's something happening here in Keene, New Hampshire. That there are people here who are active, who are so active that they made an impression on these sales reps where they they had to come up and save, try to save their account. There, these guys were worried they were going to lose. Their account. That's why they came up here, and it was such an impression. They commented about it. They told us in no uncertain terms. You guys, not just us, but the whole community in general. Just the the fervor, the passion. The word they used was passion. Mm-hmm. The passion from this area, from the Keene area, was unlike anything they've ever experienced in the history of selling these killing machines to police departments around the country. That's to me a huge compliment. Certainly. On the activism that's going on here. Yep. I think it's definitely a credit to a lot of the actors and a lot of uh, inspiration, ins- inspiring the locals, especially people who are the small business owner who mm-hmm. spoke, um, the, uh, the counselor's son who 
pass the petitions along. 500 petition signatures. So, I mean, a lot of the locals took the lead on this, and it wasn't necessarily a free stater thing in many nope. regards. We just helped promote it. I mean, I just use freekeen.com as a blog to help talk about it, to help keep the issue out there, to promote the meeting, and right. to encourage and used, people to participate. And I've used Freekeen TV to help do the same thing. Right, and that's what I want to do. I want to help the local activists. I want to help the locals do what they think is uh, you know, good activism and liberty-oriented activism. It's the that's only why, way you're going to be successful. Right, that's why I get involved in Occupy, because it, they're activists doing things, and a lot of it I, I think is, is worth, worth paying attention to. But I just thought that was really worth talking Certainly. about, because it was a huge compliment. They didn't have to say it. They could have kept their mouths shut. They could have walked, uh, walked away for the, the rest of the night. But they actually communicated to us that, wow, they were really amazed by the pushback and the passion that they felt from people in the Keene area. There's something happening here. Now imagine what it's going to be like when we have hundreds more liberty activists in this area and thousands spread across New Hampshire. Go to freestateproject.org to get signed up for the Free State Project if you love liberty and come join us. This is real. Where do you want to go today? It's the 1,000 Places Travel Minute with Patricia Schultz, renowned travel expert and author of the number one New York Times bestseller, 1,000 Places to See Before You Die, with one more place to add to your traveler's life list. The Li River in Guilin, China, is one of my 1,000 places to see before you die. A cruise down the Li River in the Guangxi province of China is like floating through a classic Chinese scroll painting. From Guilin, the Jade River Li winds through spectacular, almost surreal scenery of humped-backed and eroded karst formations with whimsical names like Bat Hill, Five Tigers Catch a Goat, and Painting Brush Peak. Tour boats pass picturesque villages where young boys bathe the family water buffalo, women wash clothes, and farmers plow rice fields. Some 50 miles downriver, the small town of Yangshuo is the southern terminus of these river cruises. From here, day trips by bike over the surrounding green plains and forest-covered limestone peaks allow you to see some of China's most remarkable scenery. For more tips and information on the very best places to visit on your travels, please visit Patricia Schultz at 1000places.com. Do you know over 6 million people a year visit the Eiffel Tower? What you may not know is that just around the corner is a hidden cafe with the best croissants in Paris. When you travel with Trafalgar, you'll travel with an insider who will show you must-see sites and share unique experiences. So call 1-866-544-4434 today for a free brochure or visit us at Trafalgar.com. See the world from the inside with Trafalgar. Trafalgar. 